Welcome, 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 and welcome to the Adventure of an Entrepreneur, the podcast that dives deep into the world of entrepreneurship. We're going to be hearing the stories from entrepreneurs from all over the world in different industries. They're going to be sharing with us the stories of how they faced setbacks, walked through fire, climbed mountains to reach success. I'm your host, Sri Mahabir. Tonight's guest is going to be Rocky Hunt of Rock Your Business, and he's going to be sharing tips on why emails, you know, why email is not dead. Like, what are you doing? How are you building your following from Instagram to another platform, which is yours? Hey, everybody that's joining in. Thank you for joining in. I, how's your day going? I hope you're having a fabulous day. My guest is going to be sharing lots of tips lots of tricks and you know maybe we might have a coaching session right here where he's gonna put me on the spot here he is let me go ahead and bring him up here we go here we i can't wait do my little dance yeah because it's about to be fun what do you guys think of this lighting Hmm. what's that what was up What's going? You know what? I'm trying to figure out. Do you guys like this lighting? Does it show weird? Hmm. <laughs> it's all about the lighting. It's always about it's the all lighting. About, I still haven't figured out the lighting piece of it yet. I'm just, I just cut the camera and roll with it. Ah, uh, you know what though? Cause see, I'm gonna. Uh, how about this? For the few seconds that we wait for people to jump on, let me try to see. Okay, that's not the lighting. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, here we go. Now my light doesn't want to work. Oh, even better. <laughs> this is what happens when you have too much going on with your life. Right. You're trying to be okay. Now it's not turning back on. It's okay. We're gonna make it work. Because in the in the OG days, I didn't have a proper light ring. I just made what I had work. Right. So without Whatever further ado, we make it. We make it pop. This is what it is. Right on. Right on. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to welcome everybody that's joining in. We have tonight my guest. Some of you know who he is. He's a marketing, he's a business marketing coach, consultant, founder of Rock Your Business. We have the wonderful Rocky Hunt. But before I bring him on, let me introduce myself. My name is Shri, struggling with light issues today. I am the owner of Next Level Consulting. I love, love, love interviewing different entrepreneurs from different industries from all over the world. Ah, uh, let's get into Rocky's journey and how he got to where he is. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first, I'm from uh, Virginia, raised in uh, Portsmouth, the South by Southern area, close to the beach. Uh, moved out to, you know, North Carolina, probably like 2013. Had a background in like, you know, I did all types of odd jobs. I worked at like, you know, at rec centers, Best Buy, whatever I could to make a little money. And then, um, I think my, la- my last gig before I was a manager was actually a stalker at a grocery store. Then I got bumped up to grocery manager. Then an opportunity came along for me to actually be a general manager. Um, I worked at a flooring company as an ops manager, but the the GM got let go. So they said, hey, we need someone to fill these shoes. Can you do it temporarily? I said, all right, cool. I got you. So I did a good job. Got some things going. They said, you know what? Might as well. Might as well keep you full time. So, you know, I said, all right, cool. I'm with it. So then. Yeah, that was my journey as far as my 
my uh, my journey into management and actually how I got the bulk of my business experience. You know, just really just jumped in, learned uh, learned the game as best I could. Didn't really have a big background in sales. I just had to learn things as I went. So what drew you to sales? I mean, I know that you were kind of like, hey, this is your opportunity. The door is here. Walk in it or not. But what drew you to that sales opportunity? It was just for me, honestly, it's about the commissions and the money. So I was like, OK, well, I'm just going to, you know, sales one of the gigs where you can make, you know, big, huge commissions. So I'm going to go ahead and try it. And then once I got good at it, I wasn't always good at sales. I was real, I was horrible at it, but I had to learn. And, you know, it was that, that challenge of trying to figure out the individual and how I can really help them, bring them value and make them and make them better for whatever I was selling. And then that's kind of what, you know, made me continue on that sales journey. So when you said you were learning, like some of us who were on here, I want to know in the comment box, are you an entrepreneur or are you a, you work a nine to five, you work a nine to five, just put nine. And if you're an entrepreneur, put an E because for some of us who, you know, had to learn sales on the fly, what, what was the best, what were tools that you used to help you understand and get better in sales? Uh, For me, it was listening. Um, when I first started, they teach you, of course, how to, you know, what to say, when to say it. But a lot of times when you're just getting into sales, you spend time really trying to go over your, your pitch, right? You're trying to nail the pitch. It's not really listening too much. You know, you're just going trying to get the pitch out so that they can see the value and they can buy from you. But if you stop and listen, you're able to really tweak your pitch on the fly. You're able to really, you know, give them more value and get you elaborate more, understand if you need more information, if they need more information. So listening was probably the top thing that really helped me in my sales journey. Because in my opinion, the best sales in the car dealership is the one that just asks questions all day. So when I started asking questions, getting more data, then I can go ahead and give a response that can, you know, get me to that next level of trust with the individual. Ooh, and I'm not going to get into the question question because that's a really good one. To How do you ask better questions? But we do have a few people who are an entrepreneur, Miss Intelligent 38. And Doc, uh, DZ Pop, I can't, accessories. That's what I know. She said nine, <laughs> she does a nine to five and she's an entrepreneur. And that's amazing. And hello, everybody that's joining in. My name is Shree. This is Rocky. And we're getting to know more about him. So after four years of working for a company, why did you make that move to become an entrepreneur? Well, Given that time frame, it was a, a satellite branch. So me, I mean, sorry, it was it was it was a branch to another franchise. So they decided to actually close the location down. So once the, and, and and what I mean by that, they pretty much terminated the general manager position, the office staff position. So I didn't have a I didn't have a job. Like I had to figure out what I was going to do for a living. So I kind of used the tools like training my sales team, understanding how operations work, and just building something on my own to at least, you know, feed my family. You know, I'm married with four kids. I got to figure it out. Kate does not have a, you know, Kate does not have any income coming in. So those pieces really, you know, uh, started my entrepreneurship journey. A lot of, you know, a lot of punches in the face early. What I mean by that, you know, I made a lot of errors because it's one thing, imagine someone else's business. Another thing, you know, raising your own baby. So I had to learn those things as I went along and I'm able to really share and, you know, pretty much duplicate my success with other people. Oh, when you said, you know, working for a nine to five and then working, you know, doing it for yourself, the punches seem a lot different. When yeah, you it's the <laughs> because for some of you who are just, that's all that you do. If you don't get paid, you don't eat. 
Versus like a nine to five, you don't get paid on your side hustle. You still have another check coming in. So I understand where you're coming from. So, you know, if you're trying to, if you had to go back, what is one thing you would have tried to like learn, right? You know, what would you learn? What's one thing you would learn? If I had to do it all over again, I would, you know, take the steps to really grow a better foundation as far as like, as, as far as my lead management and how I was getting leads. I wouldn't try so many different things at once. I would commit to one strategy. That held me up for a long time. I was just doing a bunch of things that looked good, sounding good, but I didn't really, I didn't really tweak my strategy to where I could use my own personality, my own knowledge into it. I was just trying, trying to duplicate other success versus trying to shift things and create my own lane and doing it that way. So once I did that, that's when I got the bulk of my success. So that's what one thing I would definitely do different. So what I'm hearing is really personal branding and understanding yes. personal branding. Yes. Now, and that's major, major key now because people buy from people. When I, when I was general manager and what a floor company, what I meant by that, we cut and sold um, then pretty much laid flooring for other apartment buildings. So a lot of the sales reps had to go out to the properties, talk to them, convince them to switch whoever they were going for to us. So Again, that's more relationship building. It was things that we do online every day to grow our personal brands, build those bonds, build those connections, be personal. A lot of those same concepts I implemented within my personal brands that I had to teach day in and day out to help them get those sales. Yes, yes. Relationship building. Look, COVID has taught us that you had to pivot really quickly. You had to learn how to use social media to make this business work. So. You know, I know we're going to get into your services, but like personal branding, when you first started and versus now, what does personal branding mean to you? It means pretty much they're not buying my product. They're buying from me because, you know, I wear shoes, you wear shoes, but you can give them $2 overseas made for whatever, you know, for whoever makes them. But the reasons we buy them are different. So it's, you know, it's same thing in the business. Other people sell the same service, but what makes you different than the other person? You know, what makes them want to buy from you? So that's what really personal branding is to me. So what can I do, you know, differently or how can I make someone trust me, like me enough to where they're willing to either buy my services or connect deeper into my brand? So a lot of that concept is being authentic, being who you are. Don't overthink it. Just jump out there and just do it. I love it how you said, you know, how can I make somebody, you know, trust like and buy for me. That's really huge. Now, somebody who's an entrepreneur who is still new in the game or, you know, trying to figure out everything, would you say it's important to build your personal brand first or focus on building that, you know, getting the website, getting the logo? I would, the branding is the most important because the logo, the website, all those are just identifiers. The branding is the message you give to your people. Like that's like your, your, your logo, all that fancy stuff. That's ID card. But the person is what the brand is. So you have to cultivate that. It's definitely important. And a lot of times that gets mixed up. People think they got to have the color scheme. They got to have the logo. They got the perfect website. I mean, when you're in, in the beginning of your journey, just start moving, start building those connections. And as you grow, as your audience grows, the rest will, will grow with that. I changed my logo at least four or five times since the beginning of my journey, you know. So it's, it's going to happen. You're going to make changes. But the one thing that can't change is, you know, how you deliver your message to your audience. That's one thing that has to be consistent no matter what. Definitely consistent, consistent, consistency. And uh, 
Tim Tamara says, trust in like you enough. True. Very true. Right. And guys, if you're on here and you have questions, you can start sending them in. I would love to ask them. My name is Shree. This is Rocky. And we're just getting into, we're getting more into this journey of his and personal branding. So I want to ask the audience, how many of you have asked your tribe, the people who are following you, what what are two words that describe you? Put a hand up if you have. It's pretty interesting to see how that simple question is not asked. Even I didn't ask it until I did it. I was told to do that. Oh, Tamaris, what did they say? Let us know. What are the words that they described you as? But like many of us, if you're catching this replay, Think about it. Think about it in your posts. Think about it in your stories. Have you asked what do people, what are two words that describe you? You'll be surprised what you think is what you think your brand is versus what other people think your brand is. And I want to ask you, did you do that? Um, in the beginning, I did. I had a, I had a vision for my brand. I want to be as authentic as possible and I want to be as trustworthy as possible. That's why I use a lot of blue. That's a color scheme that people use to symbolize with trust and being solid. So, and I had to ask them that in the beginning because I, I wanted to see what they were getting and how can I be different? It's all about being different and different always doesn't always mean going above and beyond doing these grand gestures. Different can just be simple as you showing up on your stories every day, talking to people like, you, you know, having a regular conversation. You know, something that they're not used to doing from these huge mega brands. So that's one thing that I asked early on. And that's what they have implemented since then. And Tamaris, uh, thank you for sharing that. Tamaris has uh, sent in that they call her dependable and unique. Awesome. Those are, those are, those are good ones. Those, yeah. So you don't want somebody saying whack and weird. <laughs> right. That's, that's not what you want. Um, I, I have a question for you. Would you define this as different? Let's say you have a high ticket offer, but you just focus on making that person feel and give them over and beyond what that ticket high ticket offer is. Because you're going to, um, yeah, you are going above and beyond, but to, you're just making them feel like they're, like they're so worthy of this product. I don't know right. if I'm saying this right. You're like, right, right. Because it's not about the money. You're doing it so like, okay, they have questions. And you're like, okay, well, let me give you a few 30 minutes extra. Ask your question. Or, hey, I see that you're struggling on this topic. We're going to take another session. And I will comp you another session later. Right. So yeah, I understand what I'm saying. I think going above and beyond is kind of what you have to do. And it definitely sets yourself apart. Um. When you say, especially when it comes to high ticket, it's all about the relationship aspect, right? Because you're building a bond. Normally with high ticket, you're working with somebody for X amount of weeks, X amount of months. So it's more than just a transactional, you know, I want to deliver an experience, right? I always say impact over profit because that impact is going to increase the, um, the lifetime value of that customer. What I mean by that, they can come back and do more business with you. They can refer you to other people based on the experience that they had with you. So that's why it's very, very important that you understand that, you know, doing the baseline of what your services are is not always the best way to conduct business. There is a, you know, you have to find the balance. You can't overreach because now you're sacrificing time and money. 
but you do have to make sure you're delivering a powerful impact. That way, you know, like I said, that lifetime customer value is always increased. You have to think about that. Am I delivering an experience or just another service? That's, that's going to make you different than the competitor at the end of the day. This is like my mind blowing. If I had that little <laughs> emoji with the little guy right. that, you know, that's exactly what it is. Cause I don't know if you guys under, you know, if you were on here in this live and this is a message you needed to hear, like, Hey, you know what? Use this time. Ask that question. Ask those questions because Rocky's here. And, you know, especially yeah. if you have a product or if you have a service, and you're trying to figure out you're missing something. You don't know what it is. Go ahead. Let's ask those questions. So let's get into your services. Tell us about what it is you do and how you can help, you know, a little person like me trying to make it in the world <laughs> with your All services. Right. Most definitely. Well, I offer a, a few things. I help people pretty much create a community and flip that community from disloyal, uh, loyal followers, fans to repeat customers. So we do this through, of course, th you know, uh, getting real clarity on what the objective is and really popping your own personality and injecting it into everything you do. Also, in the community building aspect, go ahead and working on your email list, working on your first funnel and trying to really get you the clients, customers your first few weeks. So that's the bulk of the program that I offer is called a binding means program. I also offer um, like a uh, six-week social media bootcamp where we pretty much just lock in on the aspect of your social media. Could be content, could be, you know, your sales language, could be your brand. We just lock in and really dominate that for those six weeks so you can have a swift turnaround. And also, I help people build funnels in their email marketing campaign. So, for example, people that don't know who fun or what funnels is, it's pretty much a way to increase your lead gen process. Like all, it, it automates it for you. So you can be more hands-off. So pretty much having somebody sign up, having an email sequence to connect with your customers on a deeper level. And those are things I, I pretty much offer. And what, you know, I know that you're here and you're telling us what you can do, but what makes you so unique? What makes me so unique is because I, I go above and beyond. I do my best to tap into the individual and bring that into the forefront of the business. Not pretty much what you can do because, you know, you compare apples to apples, but what about you? We really try to create an all-star irresistible offer, you know, that can really transcend expectations. So instead of you doing X, Y, Z, okay, we're going to do X, Y, Z, one, two, three, whatever it takes to really set you apart from everybody else. So what I'm hearing is like you're saying, okay, here's, let's say Tamara, and mm -hmm. I'm not really sure what you do, my dear, but we're just going to say she is a coach and she looks and you look at her you know this queen right here and you're saying this is what she can do and then you offer create packages is that what you're saying yeah so pretty much we go through the entire thing so if you're having problems getting leads and getting you know and, and getting sales okay we're gonna look at who you're targeting okay do you have your buyer's persona do you understand the language do you do you understand what they're going through does your content reflect that, uh, those particular things you know, are you providing value? Are you just posting things like testimonials, results, things of that nature, right? Then we go ahead and we start figuring out how can we start automating to make this process easier once we get going, right? Then we start building the community. So utilizing email marketing, building landing pages so you can have touch points with your audience outside of social media. Whoa, so I know somebody out here in, you know, IG land. What is buyer persona? So a buyer's persona is your, is your customer avatar. It's your ideal customer, right? And what I mean by that, some people make very, very strict buyer's personas. 
What I mean by that is pretty much age, income, um, occupation, worries, hobbies, things of that nature. So if your ideal customer sat down in front of you, what would they look like? Like what, what would they, what would they be like? What are some of their emotional traits? What, what's some of their, you know, their, their, their uh, mindset? What are a couple of their goals? And you craft that so that you can understand who you're talking to. Um, my recommendation for a buyer's persona, don't make it as strict because what happens is you direct at that particular person, but yet your message is encompassing a lot of other people as well. So make it realistic. Make a realistic buyer's persona as well. That's probably my, my biggest takeaway when I'm building one out. I got to make sure that in my post, I'm talking <laughs> after this, you know, I'm going to have people wonder what's going on here. Okay. Email marketing strategy. You've talked a lot about this. This is how you build a community. And why should I have, like, why should I have an email marketing strategy? I thought email was dead. No, email, email is not dead. It's over. And if you got think about it, people. When people sign up for stuff or people have appointments, they check in their email anyway. They're looking out for those particular emails. The the problem isn't necessarily email marketing's dead. They just don't know how to get them to get them to open their emails. That's the problem, right? <laughs> so that's uh, that's pretty much yeah. So pretty much that's the focal point email marketing because you want to take your community and take it off the platform because, like I said, we don't own Instagram, we don't own Facebook, we don't own any of these major social media platforms. Anything worse to go left, then you have a a way to connect with your people, still make sales, still bond with them, still let them know what's going on with your brand. If, you, if you're pivoting or changing, let them know so they can still be as deeply engrossed in your brand as they were in the beginning. So those are just additional touch points that you get outside of social media. That's why it's important to create a strategy for email marketing. And let me tell you guys, I don't know. I mean, this is like a trend that I'm seeing. I'm seeing people get locked out of their accounts. Now, you, you're like me, I'm like sweating bullets because I need to download everything. But how many of you are not taking advantage of getting people's emails? I love to know in the comments, like raise your hand. Are you collecting emails? Because what if tomorrow you get locked out and you're supposed to do a live? How are your, how is your community supposed to communicate with you? Right. Right. Which is massively, massively important. Like that's, I've seen, and I've seen that. Just had a colleague the other day. We were messaging back and forth, talking about like he's messaging me from his personal account, asking me how do you, how do you fix this? And I'm like, hey, you might have to reach out to Facebook. So I'm not a tech guy, so I wouldn't particularly know how you would you fix that. But if he does, you know, if that individual doesn't have an email list, it's going to be harder for him to bounce back. Now, let's say let's say the account opens up in two weeks, right? And that's a primary, um, primary platform. Like you're conducting all your business through Instagram. That is very, very deadly because, like I said, if, if you're locked out, then that's two weeks of no income. You got an email list. You can have some wiggle room or really still let people know what's going on. Plus, you can, you know, one thing I've noticed, like, yeah, I don't buy all the time, right? I may have bought something one time, but I still receive the emails. And then sometime, maybe a year later, two years later, I see something and I'm like, hey, and I buy again. And I remember the experience the first time. And I pay more money. See, that's the power of email. Exactly. And exactly. and again, Mr. Z I love Mr. Zuckerberg, but that man is making money off of you. Right. Let's just be real. <laughs> be so every, let's just be real. Every transaction that happens on Instagram, Facebook, there is a percentage that goes to the business. And then the rest comes to you. 
as much as I want to be monetized, I want to share this with you guys. We are blessed to have this Instagram, but what if tomorrow it went away? What are you doing? Right. It's, it's, it can happen. It, like I said, we don't own these platforms. If Martin, if, and let's say another extreme, let's say he decides for now on, it's going to be $5 to post. Like, yeah, so what do you do? You're going to play by his rules or you're going to skip and go to the platform? Either way, you have to either make a decision. So that's why it's better to create your own community because that's yours. You can hold on to that. All right. So now we're sitting here. We've got some people in their boots shaking. How do I go about building my email list? Like, you know, we had somebody who said, I'm not doing a great job. How can we help the wonderful viewers and those who catch this, you know, Catch the replay, catch the reel. How do I build an email list? All right. So first you just start by creating a lead magnet. And a lead magnet's objective is to solve a small problem that your audience has so that you can give it to them in exchange for an email address. Okay. That's the first step. Creating a good lead magnet and um, attaching it to an opt-in page, aka a landing page, where they can, of course, sign up, things of that nature. And then what you want to do when you create content, you want to push the traffic to your landing page, right? And you can do this many ways. You can do it with the link and bio on social media. You can create blog content and put it in, and link it in the blog somewhere. You know, you can link out to other websites like Quora, um, Reddit, and just link it there as well. So there are many other ways. I don't want you to get caught up in the methods. I want you to, to start making your lead magnet, making it a good one, you know, and really trying to find a, a main source of traffic and maybe a secondary one. And just focus on really getting, pushing people to your email list. One of the things I found successful in the last few months is really creating weekly things for your content and creating email list exclusives and telling your audience, maybe people that aren't on your list, I have, you know, XYZ coming up, sign up for this, sign up for that. Because what that does is it's exclusivity. So people are like, okay, I want this training. I want this exclusive content. He's not going to put it out anywhere else. I want to latch on to this email list. So you're going to get, a lot more people interested and involved and in, you know, engaging your brand that way if you create something specifically for them. So instead of making your email list more like a, a secondary thought, you kind of really want to make it just as important as posting every day, you know, blogging or whatever it is you do to really get traffic. You said it like, hey, like this live. If you watch this live and he's telling you how to create, you know, get a landing page, get the exclusive content, then in the email, he's going to say, well, if you caught the live or you caught the post about emails, let me tell you the second part, which is the flow. Now that you've got people into your email, this is how you create a flow to get them to purchase from you. Did that make sense? Exactly. See, you're already on. <laughs> you're already on it. I'm trying to help you guys because this is not about me. It's about them. Like I'm learning just like you guys. I've been, I will be honest. I created a freebie. It got people's emails. Now I, I let it sit. And now I'm having to sit back and I have to create a strategy because I want to give a personal experience. If you have people who signed up for your freebie and it's been dormant, meaning like it's been sitting there. You have to actually ask them if they still want to receive from you because you didn't do that in the beginning. Right. Right. You exactly. to and you have to come up with the strategy to reintroduce yourself. Hey, my name is Shree. 
and then, you know, go from there. So in your experience, I know that you said, you know, a little bit about how email has helped you, but how has the email campaign really helped your business grow? Because what, well, one, they, they get it to my funnel. So for example, when they sign up for my lead magnet, when I push them through whatever traffic means I did, social media, poor blogging, whatever, um, they go to a page. All right. So pretty much how it was set up, they, they, they download the ebook. I have an ebook that's free. Click link my bio if you want a copy. So then they go to the next page where it's pretty much um, a video and it's a scheduler and it's some testimonials. So then what they can do, they can look at the video. If they watch the video, then um, they can go ahead and click the book now button. And then they book a call with me, sit down for a consultation, you know, read 15 minute consultation and then boom, we decide if you want to move forward with the same. So that's, that's all automated. Even if they don't hit the book now button, I have a sequence, three to five emails that, okay, and I'm just giving them more value. I'm talking to them, trying to get them back into, you know, and I sending them the link where they can still have opportunity to um, schedule a call. Even afterwards, they'll be on the email list, so they're going to get regular updates anyway. So no matter what, they're still going to hear from me because you need to be top of mind on email. Yes, sir. And so if you guys are still like, huh, I would say, you know, if you're not following him, you can go up to the top or if you're catching the replay, you can go to the, his handle will be in the caption. And book that call. Like, understand, how do I do this? Now, some people, you know, you're still talking about, I want to be on top of mind of people. I want to find a way. What's another way that I can promote myself without having to pay some dollars? Do you know about podcasts? Yes. You know how being a guest on a podcast can help you. So what are reasons why you should be a guest, a podcast guest? Well, Podcast being a podcast gets his leverage. So even if you don't have a very, you know, you have a, a fairly small audience, somebody with a bigger audience or a different audience, you can still, you know, provide value within that episode and then gain traction that way. Because even if you don't own a big, you know, a big audience, you should be leveraging other people's audiences to get traction faster. Um, so that's why I find it's a big, you know, big thing to be a guest on a podcast because that's the perfect platform. Like it's more, it's, it's Almost like an IG live, and it's where you can provide value and get clients. Every podcast episode I've done, I've gotten very, you know, either someone ended up downloading my lead magnet, I've gotten a few sales. But it's definitely, it's definitely important because again, then it gets you comfortable with just talking to different audiences and different people on a regular basis as well. So if you guys don't know, podcasts done right, they'll have the SEO, they'll have the backlinks behind it. So this is how people are drawn to you. They'll get their, the script of what was talked about. And then you could see what is this guy talking about? What are the notes? Oh, I'm going to go and connect with him on LinkedIn or Instagram. Now, I I to ask this question. How often do you do a podcast tour? I have not, I've not done this planned out podcast. Normally, you know, it's opportunity. I take advantage of it, but never really did a, a full-blown tour before. So for you guys who are trying to figure out what's a podcast tour, that is asking your audience. I mean, this is one way. You can do a video and ask your audience that you are going on a podcast tour. And within a 72-hour span, you're asking to go on 5 to 10 or even 30 podcasts. And you just do it. And what happens is you get ranked. Now, 
you do this you do this about every two to you know you do every two months you could do it every quarter but the thing is is that that's how you get ranked that's how you get seen that's how you get known if you guys are sitting on podcasts and don't understand let me tell you when I when I learned this and I even told Rocky here about it yes we were all like what Exactly. Major, right? I got to put that in the strategy now. <laughs> have to. You have to think about your your business. How am I building this brand? How can I leverage other people's audience? Okay, maybe not a lot of people. There are a lot of podcasters out there who are still new in the business and would love to have you on. So don't think that your story can't be heard. Your story is something. Somebody's breakthrough. So I hope you get something from it. <laughs> And right. if you guys still have questions, you know, you can ask either one of us and we'd be glad to answer them. Most so definitely. people perceive marketing as many different things, such as promotion, ads, commercial, shout out. How do you help your clients understand what is marketing? Marketing comes down and it's really stripping down to its bare form. It's pretty much how good at, how good are you at delivering the message, right? Because then at the end of the day, that's what's going to sell your product, your services, how good is your message, you know, rather that's, you know, I want you to connect with me. I want you to buy this. How well are you to frame your whole business model around this big package that people have to open up and look at, right? So rather you do it on different platforms or you use IG Live or videos, that's the main thing that I think you should focus on. Your message is massively important. It ties into your brand for one. And for two, it connects with your audience as well. Like they'll lets you know if your audit if your message is bad or not because you won't have good sales, right? So that way you always know what to tweak when to tweak it by just making sure that you're always taking a look at your message. That's something that you should never get too far away from. Absolutely. So what are some like I know there's so many different ways. We just mentioned one, you know, doing podcasts, doing an email. What are some things that we could do right now, today? Like a few tips. To get traffic to your to, to your website or your email, okay. So, tip: every social media platform right now is trying to utilize short form video. So, Pinterest has idea pins. YouTube has shorts. So, what does that tell me? That tells me I need to be on video more. That tells me I need to be stretching out and being on different platforms because what you know, we already have the same thing with Reels. When Reels first came out on Instagram, it was an enormous push and still is. It still and still very much is. So, it allows you to you know grow faster by utilizing these new platforms more. So then that way, like again, like I said, again, they can link it back to you, your website, your services. So that'd be my first tip. Know where the trends are, know, know, know where the market is heading and try to be a, a ahead of the curve. Understand where it's going and be on top of it. Don't be the person that's, you know, not getting the organic reach because you waited too long to get on the mm -hmm. trends for his videos or whatever marketing, um, you know, whatever new marketing trend that is. I got you. And hey, if you're a solopreneur and you are scared of doing video, like I was, I mean, it was not easy to do be in front of the camera. <laughs> Getting called. I would love to be able to help you out. And I have a, you know, a beta group coaching that I am doing where I help you get comfortable with doing, well, you know, video and then creating a live series. Because guess what? Some of the influencers here on Instagram are going live on Amazon. They are showing people what they are buying and they're making dollars off of you. Why aren't you taking advantage of that? Just saying. Right. So question. You know, I have to ask questions. Right. Powerful, yeah, I love powerful <laughs> questions 
is some something that people call it. Why is it important to do a discovery call? Discovery calls are for one, like you pre-qualify your leads. So you get to ask questions, understand where they are and really see if you can help. All business is not good business. You're not going to be able to help everybody that books a call. So that's the way you can kind of filter out. Can I really help this person? Is this person ready to commit? You know, is this person really um, in the mind frame to really, you know, take advantage of what I have, you know, what I have to offer? So discovery calls are massively important before any type of high ticket service. If you're, if you're, you know, that's what you're offering. Even though, even if it's a mid tier, like a couple hundred dollars and you're offering that as well, still good to qualify those leads because now you get to, and also it's good practice because now you can hear some of the common objections that you're going to get. You, you get to hear what people are going through and then you can use that to tweak your message a little, tweak how you do your calls. That way you can understand them a bit more. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So like, now that we kind of understand, you know what? Before getting into a discovery call, what are ways to qualify a potential prospect? So you qualify your leads for one, when they book the call, have some kind of application process. Um, for example, on mine, before you book a call with me, I ask you, have you watched the video? Have you, you know, how much is your business currently making? Yeah, and I ask a couple of follow-up questions as well. That way I can know before I make the phone call, I ask them to the website so I can look and see, if, you know, is their branding on point? Are they just starting out? Because you kind of tell by the, sometimes by the way the website looks. And you, I get to understand before I get on the phone call, which you never want to get on a phone call completely blind because then you find yourself spending a lot, of, lot more time than you need to asking questions. In the beginning, you definitely want to introduce yourself, ask questions, understand what they need, and then you can come in with some ways you can really help them. But um, that, if you're talking more, than the other person is that you've lost this. That's oh. pretty much um, <laughs> um yes, because I've been on those calls where I'm actually asking the question and they're talking more and they don't realize that I'm asking all of these questions because I'm like, okay, we're gonna reverse this. But really good good salespeople, like my friend here, Nick Wright Approach Nutrition, he was asking me really good questions. And here we have jo we have our lovely Phoenix. It used to be something else in Anna. Okay. And so they all say some really great quotes. If you haven't, you know, seen some of them, Anna, you know who Anna is? No, I don't. Well, she's awesome too. You better check her out too. She's I'm going to check her out. She's got some great tips as well, just like you. Now, I'm getting nervous right now because, and I'm not remembering people's names, John. I'm not remembering people's names because I'm getting really nervous because this next question is about to put me in the hot seat. So how about we go ahead? <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> now that you have this customer, we talked about asking the right questions. Now you have what's called the objection. So I know you don't have a one-size-fits-all. So I'm going to let you give me a scenario. And I'm going to be the salesperson. He's going to be my customer. And we're going to do this. Okay. And cool. we're at the close. So I don't know what I'm selling. I don't know what's happening. I'm just getting nervous because I just fumbled like not too long ago. If you just joined my new street, this is Rocky. Okay. So uh, let's put, let's put a scenario for the people. So let's say you're doing, uh, let's say you're doing fitness coaching. Okay. Okay. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm at the close. You, know, you, you pissed me. You, you gave me your great. Your, you know, your, your best package and right now we're at the close and, I, and I'm thinking about it and 
right now, I don't have the time to really commit to whatever your program is. It sounds good, but you know, I'm a full-time exec. I work maybe 50 hours a week. I really don't have, you know, have the time to really commit. So I think I'm going to back out. Okay. You're ready to back out. So Mr. Rocky, thank you for taking time to talk to me. And I understand, you know, time is of the essence, but you know, is it, is it worth the time to save you? You mentioned that you had, you know, you're close to hypertension and you had diabetes. Is it worth the time spending and going to the hospital versus just taking 30 minutes a day out of your day to help you shave off that chance of going to the hospital? Okay. Um, it, it does, but, you know, like I said, it's, it, it's kind of tough. You know, when I leave the office, I go home. I have, you know, four kids. So it's like, that's kind of really gives me a lot of activity right there. So, you know, I don't, like I said, I, I understand what you're saying. I want to jump on board, but, you know, I just don't know if I have the time to appropriately commit, though. That's just in the back of my mind right now. So you, you mentioned that you have four kids. I love kids. And I love incorporating the kids with my workout because then it becomes a family workout. Have you ever thought about maybe we could we can tailor the workout so that everybody can be a part of it? Would that be something? And it's 30 minutes and everybody could be part of the workout. Hmm. Okay. You know what that sounds? Yeah. So that way kids get to spend time working out. Maybe they can, you know, have, you know, they can get an experience as well. Okay. I, you know what? That actually sounds, that sounds doable. Uh, you know, I like that. I like that a lot. Yes. <laughs> I like how you took the I like how you took the data with the kids and you and you flipped it and you flipped it. That's very that's very good because then that showed that you was able to make suggestions on the on the fly. And let's see what everybody else is saying. You know, John is saying avoid suggestive questioning. Um, we have Frederick who says good response to using the kids. John is saying really try to understand where his argument is coming from. And Nick is like, yay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like how you went with it. I, I, I really do, because you didn't really back off, because a lot of people use time, right? That's using you for my business model, too. They use time as their biggest excuse why they can't commit. And you said, is it, is it worth, you know? And, that, and that's something I use, too, in my sales as well. So, bravo. I like so, so, I do have a question. Was I using suggestive um, questioning at some point? Um, I didn't think you were, to, to, to be honest. Um, I think you just see if I don't use a lot of those, those sales terms. I just thought that you just took the data and you just flipped, in, in my opinion. You just asked the questions. Cause if it's, and if it was, then I do it all the time as well. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I like. Yeah, John has been a sales manager and he had a team, a large team. So he... You know, I, he got laid off, but he now does creative design and he's awesome. So that's why he's probably like, he probably sees it more than we see it. So, right. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. Everybody always wants to know the secret sauce. For me, it's always asking, what are a few things you wish you knew or wish you had known before you started your journey as an entrepreneur? Okay. One thing I wish I'd known was how important putting your face out there was. I would say the first year I was hiding behind a logo, 
wasn't really doing, hopping on stories like that. Wasn't really putting my personality up there. I was just trying to get people to commit. When I started, I started off go using stories every day. Once I started doing that, I got comfortable doing my first IG live. And ever since then, like I said, you see me on last podcast and video everywhere. So is it that if I'd have did that a year ago, I probably would have, you know, was able to have a much better, you know, a much better start. So it was, that's probably the thing I would change. The, the fact that allowing your fear and maybe public perception alter how you run your business or alter how you present yourself to the people that need you because they need you. People connect with people, not logos. That's why personal brands perform or are going to start performing better than just your normal business brands. Hands up, Nick was saying, I always remind parents, your children will do what they see, not what they what you say. True. Right. Same thing with your brand. People see your face. Let's 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 be real. Video is the next the next wave that we're going through. It is. And it is. But if you're a solopreneur and you're scared, like we were, even I was right now, I was fumbling. I was forgetting people's names. I was, you know, struggling to say the words I wanted to say come out of my mouth. <laughs> I have learned that this right here is what connects people. Your story is what connects people. I would love to help you, you know, get through that, help you understand the basics, understand how to create a live series so you can generate a stream of income and get those funnels. Rocky here can help you with gen getting that. Okay, now you have leads. This is how we turn them into your community so that we can get you clients. And, you know, if you want to take it even to another level, you can work with my mentor, Sinead Moray. The link is in the bio where you can do the 21-day challenge. and. That is next level stuff. We got some comments coming here. We said, uh, Anna says, it makes such a difference to actually show yourself. And Nick says, yes. if they can't see you or hear you, they don't know you. And Rats. then Tulsi says, I need to remember that as a parent. Oh, she's re referring to if they, you know, your kids see you do something, they'll do it too. Right, so, right. I had the hardest question saved for you. How does one connect with you? Haha, <laughs> if you want to connect with me, if you're already on IG, feel free to reach a DM, uh, to reach me via DM, excuse me, uh, to message me, uh, take a look at the content, do your homework, understand that I always come with, you know, the type of value that you, you know, that your business needs to really get to that next level. You can uh, find me on LinkedIn at Rocky Hunt. Um, you can find me on, sorry, on TikTok as Rocky Business. So there's many other channels to, to find me. Also, subscribe to the email list by downloading the ebook. It's a 50, 58 pages of value when it comes to business, business models, and really understanding how to market and where to market, depending on your um, depending on your personality. So it's a real good, interesting read that I would employ you to definitely take a look at. We all There was a lot of tips and a lot of gems dropped here tonight. If you are catching the replay, just hit that in the caption. Go ahead and hit his um, username and you can start following him. If you're on this live, you can start following him here at the top. And last but not least, I want to say thank you for joining tonight. Thank you, viewers. Thank you for taking time to hear us talk. And if you have more questions, blow up Rocky, or you can come over here and blow my DMs up. And what are some last words that you have for us before we depart for the night? 
final words. My final words would be, you know, c- consistency over everything. So, you know, no matter if you're posting twice a week, three times a week, just make sure you're consistent in everything you do because, you know, it's not about who can run the fastest, but who can run the longest. Yes, yes, yes. And you guys heard it here. Thank you, Rocky. Thank you again for having me. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you found it very helpful, share it with a friend, share it in your social media. Until the next time.